celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical question, dog trainer Alan Cable, helping you figure out your dog, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. A big show for you today. Stanley Corinne will be joining us. He'll answer questions like, do dogs dream? Can they see themselves in mirrors? What colors can they see? Do they have better hearing than we do? All these questions that we've all, at one time or another, asked ourselves about uh, about our cats or dogs. And uh, he'll be talking about the dogs, especially. Devo will be joining us on the show today. Yeah, the rock group, punk rock, new wave group, Devo, will be. they're still around. And they have a brand new song called Don't Roof Rack Me Bro talking about Romney's dog, and that's on the way. Also, the, the editors of Wired Magazine talking about rabies in their brand new book, Rabid. I'm sorry, not the editors. One editor, one veterinarian. There you right? go. Okay. husband and wife. Always correcting me. And uh, you can get in touch with us the usual ways, one 405 8405 or your voice at AnimalRadio.com, even on Facebook at Animal Radio, or tweet us your questions at Animal Radio. Even ask your questions on the iPhone and Android app for Animal Radio. If you haven't downloaded that yet, uh, please do. And in fact, we got a lot of response from last week's comments about, well, Dr. Debbie was telling us how to identify which cat is pooping out of the box, and you suggested crayons. Uh, yeah. Using crayon yeah. shavings, which go through the mm-hmm. system, and uh, they're non-toxic. And you can identify which cat, especially if you have a multiple cat household, which is the only reason you do that, I assume. Yes, there's no reason to do it at any other time. <laughs> oh, it might be just fun. <laughs> for tips, for color decoration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we got a lot of response via email about that. I was unaware that so many people were interested in, uh, you know, figuring out which cat pooped. The next kind of level from there is so many people deal with inappropriate urination in multi-cat households. And before, as a veterinarian, I can help anyone, we got to know who's doing the deed. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a very challenging thing. So there are some kind of basic ways that we can deal with this and to try to figure it out. Now, there's one kind of approach called the fluorescein test. And um, it's basically using a type of fluorescent um, dye that we use when we're doing types of eye exams and we take the the component of this uh, test and we put it in gel caps and then you can pill your cat if you can pill your cat you give this to them and then it does this cool thing it turns the urine a very intense uh, staining uh, color and we look at that with a black light and it will kind of jump out as a very bright color compared to other urine well I know that trying to find urine around the house you use a black light without putting any pills in in there. Oh, yes, absolutely. The, st- the stink finder, we call yes. it. But, yeah, so it will still pick up. So before you do this, you want to check to make sure where all the urine spots are in the house. And you might get a little disgusted. I, I don't recommend taking one of those to, uh, you know, a hotel room to look at that. <laughs> but um, so you want to know where your cat's been going. But then you look for the especially bright one. And it usually works. Sometimes it doesn't, depending on the cat's pH. But within two hours up to a day, we can pick up this color. And then you can always switch three days later to the next cat if you haven't detected the offender. Huh. So I wonder why really... a cat would be peeing in a hotel room, though. I don't. Get I know. That. I don't get that. Part. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go. Hey, but the thing we got to talk about with this is this stuff stains. So it it's got to be something that you're willing to take the loss okay. on the furniture or the carpet. It will stain. But a nice alternative, you can always set up a camera. The good old camera test is a great way to catch the offender. You just gotta spend that 
that time watching the video of cats peeing. That's mm. about the worst. Well, you, you know, one of the reasons they don't use the litter is sometimes because it's just too dirty. You know, they want a clean place to go all yeah, the time. Yeah, just like Absolutely. you do. You don't want to go in a dirty bathroom. And that's why I'm so high on the Scoop Free Ultra Litter, which is an automatic litter. And in fact, I think we should kick off this hour by giving away one. There you go. Okay, there you go. Because Judy said so. I said so. The Scoop Free Ultra <laughs> with a three-pack premium blue litter. This is one of those self-cleaning litter boxes that you can leave alone for weeks at a time. It is the only self-cleaning litter box that uses disposable litter trays. So you won't have to deal with that litter at all. You just pull the tray out, dump it right into the trash. Yeah, the whole tray, and then you just pop in a new tray. Gotta love that. Plus, it has a privacy hood so that they have their privacy. Learn more over at ScoopFree.com. They have a 90-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited product warranty. So there's really no reason to not try that now. We could use one around this place. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable answering those most vexing dog issues. Dog father Joey Volani, he'll tell you how to groom your pets and groom yourself while you're at it. I mean, look at yourself in the mirror. Have you, have you looked at was, yourself was in that- the mirror? Yeah. Was that supposed to be like a New Jersey accent? That or was. That was. That was my wow. New Jersey accent. That was. That was rough. Bad. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and animal communicator Joy Turner, we're all here at your beck and call toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. On the big show today, Devo is joining us. Uh, well, at least founding wow. better Gerald Casali for the season of Stars. What the hell? Didn't is even Devo? know they were still around. They're still around. They, you know, I could still see the videos. Oh, sure. That was like the height of the MTV video days when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the song about uh, the Greyhound, Whip It. Ooh, that was like, uh, we all, that was like a theme song for us. Sing it, Hal. Oh, that was about, that was about a, a, a whip it. Whip it huh? good, okay. whip it good. Yeah, yeah. got you. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Stacy, what are you working on? Wow, some Boy Scouts had a really scary adventure when they were out and about by the Delaware River. A beaver attacked their uh, scout leader. I'll tell you all about that coming up. A rapid beaver. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I never liked the Boy Scouts. <laughs> what, what, Judy? I never <laughs> did. I grew up in the city. I always the Boy Scouts like little wimpy kids. I'm yep, just looking that's at what you. we thought. Be nice, that's Al. Right. No beaver jokes? No beaver jokes. Okay. Uh, Stanley Corinne will also be joining us today and answering questions like, Do dogs dream? Can they see themselves in the mirror? What can they see on TV? That's all on the way in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, the Wired Editors. Editors from Wired Magazine. No, one is the editor. One's a veterinarian. One's a veterinarian. Okay, one of the editors. Managing editor. Senior editor? Senior Top editor. dog over there at Wired yes. will be joining us talking about rabies. A big guy. What do you got on the agenda today there, Joey? I'm going to tell you how to um, de-shed your kitty without getting bit. How's that? I'm... Looking forward to that. Would would I require gauntlets for that? How would that work? A little you know, shot of you gotta, vodka. You gotta you gotta just hang out and listen. Okay, everyone has to be very patient. Okay, that's on the way right here on Animal <laughs> Radio. Uh, let's hit the phones. What do you say? Hey Jeff, how are you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, you know, I've got these two dogs that are from the same uh, breed, same litter, and I'm trying to take them out on walks and I'm trying to take one out, leaving the other one, kind of watching the house, if you will. And when we tend to do that, 
the dog that's not getting walked is out of control, howling, crying. It's a nuisance. Um, is Alan there? I'm, I'm here, Jeff. I'm here for you, buddy. Now, you take the one dog out and everything is cool and you leave the other dog in the house and the dog howls and goes nutty? He does. And it's not even if he's in the house. It may even have him in the backyard while I walk the other dog. I mean, I get it. He's jealous that he's not getting walked while the other one is. But it's like no, he's not control noise, if you know what I mean. All right, buddy, he's not jealous, okay? Dogs don't get jealous. The The problem is the pack is leaving, and you're leaving him behind, and he thinks he's in charge, and he's like, well, you, you guys aren't allowed to go. I didn't give you permission to go. So that's why he's howling. And to eliminate the problem, firstly, you got to be the pack leader. you got to be in charge, Jeff. Are you are you in charge? Are you a man or a mouse, Jeff? Hey, now. Hey, now. Come on, come on Jeff. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, where's your, let me talk to your wife. I want to find out who's in charge in that house. <laughs> Jeff, you've got you've to walk them together, one on your left, one on your right. You've got to keep them right at your side. You cannot let them walk in front of you. And above all, you've got to have a choker chain on so you can give corrections. And a correction is given with a quick flick of the wrist. You know, it's just a quick flick of the wrist and no talking, Jeff. And you walk them together every single day for at least 15, 20 minutes, at least one time a day, you enter the house first, you don't let them go first, you control the food, you do all these little things to let them know you're in charge. And once your dog sees that you're in charge, that you're a strong, confident, compact leader, the barking and the howling will stop because you'll just look at him and go, hey, quiet. Now, if he doesn't listen to you, you have to have a punishment place, you know, like a like a dark room or even, even his kennel. I mean, because you're always happy to see your dog when he comes out of the kennel. So you put him in that place to let him know that the behavior is not, you don't like it. And when he's doing what you do want, that's when you go, good dog. But you got to walk them together, and you got to be the pack leader, Jeff. Can you do that? I can work on that. I can work on work that. Work on that, buddy. And be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. you got to be patient. But the less words, the better. Don't talk so much. Use your body. Be calm, stand straight, confident. Awesome. Thanks for that advice. I think you would have been talking to my wife because she does that to me. Because when my neighbor across the street, when she comes out of a house, I howl. <laughs> and she puts me on a choker chain. And um, so if you've been talking to my wife, we're going to have a problem here, Cable. Let me tell you. I, I think, I think Joey, I, I pictured you on a choker chain, Joey. Why did I know that? <laughs> There you go. Thanks for your call, Jeff. one 405 8405 to connect with our dream team. Animal Radio is brought to you by Kitty Agogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options and colorful designs from leopard prints to polka dots, especially suited for smaller homes or apartments where traditional litter boxes are an eyesore. And let's face it, they're always an eyesore. So so what you tell me is my cat can poop in style now. That's that what, what I'm saying? saying. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. Kitty Agogo will add a stylish decor element for you and your cat. It's available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. Vinnie Penn coming at you with another party animal installment. That's right. Despite all your emailing, I have not been canceled. Okay, that's a joke. Nobody's been emailing about getting me canceled or kicked off the air. I had an interesting drunken fight the other night, uh, believe it or not. A a girl I went to grammar school with, I've known since sixth grade. Now our kids are in the same class together. And we were talking about uh, what fans we were of Benji 
when uh, we were when we were young, back in the seventies, the Benji movies. You all must remember that. And her husband, who up until this point seemed like a pretty good guy, all of a sudden turned it into a Rolling Stones versus the Beatles thing, and started just it, it was Lassie this and Lassie that, and it was like, bro, I, I actually said, bro, whoa, whoa, we're talking about Benji here. No reason to bring up that corny collie. Next thing you know, it was Benji versus Lassie. How Lassie always knew how to communicate and get Timmy over. Why was Timmy always in trouble? Why was he always falling down wells and letting tree branches land on top? Maybe Timmy needed, you know. Timmy was just, uh, 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 he was a little too needy. Benji got invited. He stopped bank robberies. I mean, Benji kind of ran on his own. He was a lone dog. Yes, it was a pathetic night, actually. It really was kind of embarrassing that we could get into a Benji versus Lassie argument. Maybe you'd like to chime in. Drop me a line, Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. I, I say I won that argument. I'm going to double-check with Maria, see if her husband's still pissed. He looked like he was going to punch me at one point. Vinny Pat, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people. Wondering if your dog or cat is stressed out? A Japanese company has developed a patch that purports to measure the stress levels of dogs and cats by detecting excessive sweat secretion. The patch is applied to the center pad of the animal's paw and changes color depending on how sweaty the pet is. The company, which makes a similar patch for humans, says it worked with researchers at Toyama University to study the sweat patterns of dogs and cats, which secrete sweat from their paws. Is it just me, or does this sound a lot like a mood ring? I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio. Cat owners, listen up. We love our cats. They're so adorable, but we certainly can't say the same for their litter boxes. Wouldn't it be great if you had an attractive litter box with a stylish hood and designs like black patent, leopard print, polka dot? Well, now you can. Kitty A Go Go is perfect for smaller homes or apartments where the litter box is usually an eyesore. Not only does Kitty A Go Go look great, it adds a stylish decor element with personality. Your choice of six decorative hoods and colorful patterns will look great in any room. Seeing is believing. And since you can't see them on the radio, check out all the designs at kittyagogo.com. And that's not all. Kittyagogo has a patented sifter rake, so there's no digging for treasures. In one single scoop of the rake, your cat's business is ready to dump right into the trash, making the task of cleaning up after your kitty a breeze. Made of the highest quality, durable, and stain-resistant plastic, both you and your cat will love this new concept in litter boxes. Kittyagogo. You have to see it to believe it. Learn more at kittyagogo.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all 
flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. Hey everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again, my brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, don't do that, don't do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me, go ahead. Animal Radio, Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You got it, I knew the Animal Radio, like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels, you're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets, they will rock your world. Animal Radio is brought to you by Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments Advantage 2 for cats or dogs Kills through contact so fleas don't have to bite to die Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only Repels and kills ticks, fleas and mosquitoes Repels biting flies and kills lice This is Animal Radio a flashback from the 80s like I am. Devo will be joining us in just a few minutes. You say, why Devo on Animal Radio? Well, they have written a song yes. about a dog. A special dog. Not just any dog. Not just yes. any dog. So they're still, they're still around, huh? They are yes. still around. In fact, they have a brand new album, a new song, and we'll be playing that in just a few minutes. Also, the editors of Wired Magazine will be joining us. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Veteran One Step Wound and Skin Care Products for Hot Spots, Cuts, Scratches, and Even Rashes. Vetterson is non-toxic, and it's safe for puppies and kittens. For more information, check them out at Vetterson.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N dot com. And we go to the phones. We have Yusef. Hey, Yusef, what's going on? Oh, hello. Hi, Al. What's, uh, what's going on in your world? Well, uh, we just, uh, I just, we just got a new uh, little German shepherd. Oh, congrats. Um, he's, uh, we adopted him from the pound. Well, um, it's a little difficult because he's he's chewing everything. We oh. named him uh, we named him Titan, which <laughs> I thought was kind of a cool name for a guy like that. He's uh, almost two, but he's uh, chewing on everything. Uh, paper. Uh, he's chewed my cell phone. Mm. Uh, tried, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I'm sorry. I, it's I'm also sorry, a little buddy. bit clumsy when uh, we have guests. Uh, because he will, um, he will take articles of their clothing and Clo- abscond with them oh. into the backyard and 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 chew them, have them chewed up, and then, well, what, it's hard for us to explain what's going on. With isn't them. isn't that cute? Isn't it cute? Don't you just love it? No, you're, you're the dog is taking over your life, buddy. Yeah, I, well, yeah. we we love them and we're ready to give them our lives. And that's all right. Know, now, really- okay, now if you wanna, if you really wanna love a dog and give him your life, you got to put this down on a pad. The, to, for a dog to be happy, love is like fourth on the list. The first thing he needs is structure, and structure is something you have to teach him. Put a short leash on him with a choker chain. You have to be prepared to follow him around every single time he puts something in his mouth. You don't want him to chew. You take that leash and you give him a correction and say a stern no. And then you put something in his mouth that he is allowed to chew. When you can't watch him, when you can't be there, you've got to put him in his crate. You've got to put him in his kennel. Uh, This way he can't get into trouble. 
And he's always happy to go in his kennel because dogs like small spaces. And they also like when you let them out, you're happy to see them. So, Jeff, you've got to be a strong, confident pack leader. No guilt involved. It's all business. Dogs don't communicate like people do. Dogs communicate like dogs. And you have to act like a dog, buddy. You have to communicate with your dog the way your dog understands communication. You have to be strong, confident, in charge. And you've got to give your dog stern corrections when he's doing something, when he's doing it, not after. Once you start doing that, you're going to notice a change in your dog's behavior. So give him a correction with the leash and stick something in his mouth that he's allowed to have, one of his toys. And it's going to take a while. Okay, buddy? You got to, And it's going to take time. Be persistent and don't give up and just be calm. Thank you very much. Thanks for You're your welcome. call today. You know what works, too? Put a habanero in the crotch of the underwear that he steals. <laughs> and they'll stop. But just, especially the women, make sure you take the habanero out before you put the underwear back on because, you know. <laughs> I might try that tip with my husband. Uh, there your you husband go. steals your underwear? one 866 him in the yard. 405-8405. Toll free to Dr. Debbie. A dog trainer, Alan Cable, dog father, Joey Volani, or animal communicator, Joey Turner. And I want to thank the folks over at Lubricent for making this portion of Animal Radio possible. Come on, don't let your pets suffer with joint discomfort and their discomfort with Lubricin. It tastes great. Yum, yum. And animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. And get 25% off your first order with the code Animal Radio. And we go to Joanne. Hey, Joanne, how are you doing? Oh, hey, I'm doing fine. Sorry to keep you on hold for so long. Phones are going to burn in white hot over here, but you're up. What's going on? Well, you know, we've got a great uh, cat, and we're trying to uh, train her uh, on a leash, and we're wondering if you have any uh, tips that you can share with us. Okay, sure. Well, I gotta commend you. That's, uh, for some kitties, that's a big undertaking. For others, especially those that are really food motivated, you know, it's not all that difficult. Um, so tell me about your kitty. Uh, is there a particular breed she is? Um, how does she normally respond if you ask her to do things for you or you try to uh, make her do something? She already comes. She only gets treats. I've, I've had cats before and I've always had them come by rattling a, a can with treats in it, and that's she only gets her treat. You know, if she comes to the can, she's she's food motivated, I suppose. <laughs> she uh, she she's a long haired. She's, she's all black. Never had a, a pretty cat like that. Um, and she loves to go outside, and she's an outside inside cat. She's timid. Okay. Um, she's a scaredy cat. Scaredy cat in what way? Noises. Um, you know, she's afraid of the cars and the trucks. She's afraid okay. of dogs. You know, she'll she'll hide and hunker and run in okay. that that type. Because all of those, all of those things that you're saying, Joanne, are going to kind of play into whether or not she's going to be a good candidate to do this, and if we're going to expect her to really take to it and enjoy it. Now, for a kitty that's fearful of sounds, cars, 
dogs, uh, you know, I'll have to say for leash training for outside, that may not be the most enjoyable experience for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you really have to kind of look at what she wants to do. And if she doesn't want to do it, it's going to be harder to convince her to do that. So if it's something like walking around the backyard, if you've got a nice long property, something like that, this might be a reasonable thing to try to see how she does without all those distractions and all those other things that can kind of freak her out. Um, but yes, you can definitely work towards training her. The first step with kitties, if you do want to leash train them, is to really get them accustomed to the, the fit of a harness. And um, that's the most important thing. You can use a collar. Um, however, for cats, since they can sneak out, get frightened, and slip the collar, um, I really think the only way you should do this is to do it with a body harness. Um, so you want to make sure you get her well fit. So if, you, if you're not comfortable with that, see a, someone at a pet store just to kind of help you with that so that she can't get her little arm out or slide out. Yeah, um, I, I, I did. I did buy her harness. Which I'm on Kodiak Island, and we really don't have a pet store. But she's I've gotten her associated to her harness. She she lets me put it on. It's no not a problem at all. And um, then I kept doing that. Let her walk around in that and get used to it. And then I take it off of her and uh, put it in an area where she sits down and or lays down. And right now she's just come in from inside. She's sitting on top of her harness and the and the leash. <laughs> but I don't, you know, the leash is more like a toy. She'll want to go after it because she likes to go after the... That's okay. That's okay. We can use that to our advantage. And, and that's one way that you can um, have her on the harness and using, you know, preferably, I didn't even get into that as far as we want to use a light leash just so it doesn't, cats don't really dig that heavy sensation of that leash. So we want to go with a really tr- light training leash. But you can use that. Use that as a, a way to get her um, interested in moving forward. And um, if she wants to chase the leash, just make it a nice long one and uh, tease her with a little bit, make her play with it or, you know, get a little feather toy, something like that to get her interested and moving forward. And that can of uh, treats, hey, that's a great thing to bring that along as well, too. Um, so, um, you know, even to get her to go a few feet is really, um, that's all we're asking. Uh, first, we want her to tolerate the leash um, and the harness, and then we want to just ask her to take a few steps. And you just work up with time um, and um, positive reinforcement with those treats. And, uh, you know, of course, I don't want to see your kitty get chubby, but um, but there there is definitely a way. And, and uh, you know, whether or not in those other situations where she'll really take to this. It's a great way to get your kitty out and moving and, and, and you know, get them some exercise. So um, I think, Joanne, that your call is probably going to inspire a lot of other people to consider that. Um, take their cat along with them traveling and in the car. It's, it's a great way to make them a safe traveler. So keep up at it and let us know how that comes along. We are anxiously waiting to hear how things are going there. Judy, uh, she, she walks her cats all the time. I do. She and my, does. My cat travels in the RV and just I open the door of the RV and he walks from the house out on the sidewalk and walks right into the RV and gets up on the dash and he's ready to go. It's the weirdest thing to see, I'll tell you right now. I had a cat that used to take showers with me. Wow. It's <laughs> yeah. too much information there, Alan. Yeah. one 405 8405 That's the number to connect toll-free to our dream team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joy Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. 
Our pets don't come with replacement parts. It's an estimated that one in five dogs has diagnosed arthritis, and twice that number has undiagnosed arthritis. Lubrizin knows that your pet's joints deteriorate, and they often suffer in silence. Lubrizin's oral joint supplement acts as a natural lubricant, ending your pet's discomfort. Lubrizin has a formula for you, your pets, and your horses. Tastes great, and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubrizin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-654-6449. That's 1-800-654-6449. 1-800-654-6449. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, it looks like more Americans are taking their pets with them when they travel. Nearly half of those that answered a new TripAdvisor poll say that their four-legged friends will be accompanying them on at least one trip over the next 12 months. You know, I just took a trip, uh, went uh, mountain biking up in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I couldn't believe the hotel was packed with dogs everywhere. I thought, geez, I should have brought my dog. But then I thought, you know what, sticking them in a hotel room for four or five hours a day when I'm out... I didn't think it was very fair, but I guess as long as they have a nice fluffy bed and some water, they're okay. In addition, 56% intend to stay at a pet-friendly hotel. That's up about 5% from last year. 35% will be bringing Fluffy and Fido to a vacation rental compared to 24% who did so in 2011. And about 75% add that they usually don't have a tough time finding a place that will allow them to bring their animals with them. 60% take their pets on the road with them because they enjoy their animals' company. I would say 100% would enjoy their animals' company. I love having my dogs with me. Boy, when I got home, oh, couldn't wait to see my guys. Well, you remember this song. Into shape, shape it up, get straight, go forward. Devo's latest track, it's going to be inspired by, of all things, Mitt Romney's family dog, Seamus. The GOP presidential hopeful has been criticized, of course, you've heard about this. For a family road trip, they took their dog, Seamus, from Massachusetts to Ontario. They put him in a kennel strapped to the roof of Romney's family car. 
The song's titled Don't Roof Rack Me, Bro. Remember Seamus. Rollingstone.com says Devo's new song will serve as a launch pad for founding member Gerald Cassell's Remember Seamus campaign. The track was released as a digital single on August 25th. Devo is also involved in another of uh, a number of other Seamus-related projects, including the smartphone game, the Crate Escape, Seamus Unleashed. It's uh, also uh, came out August 26th on National Dog Day. The new wave punk vets are best known for their 1980 hit Whip It. The band's last album, Something for Everybody, was released in 2010. A Boy Scout leader is recovering after he was attacked by a rapid beaver during a swim in the Delaware River in early August. New York's Poughkeepsie Journal reports that scouts acted quickly to help their leader and then stone the animal until it died. Assistant Scoutmaster Norman Brousseau was with another leader and four scouts when the animal attacked him. He bit him in the leg, buttocks, arm, hand, and waist before the scouts pulled him to shore. Health officials in Dutchess County say a rapid beaver attack is uh, pretty unusual. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at scoopfree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? <laughs> I didn't think so. Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-654-6449. That's Radio celebrating our connection with our pets toll free 1-866-405-8405 to animal communicator Joey Turner dog father Joey Volani Alan Cable we just call him Cable around here dog trainer Alan Cable and Dr. Debbie 
all here. If you got something going on with your animals you just want to check in, I encourage you to phone us up. There's one magazine that I, I read religiously. I love this magazine. It's Wired Magazine. And the editors from Wired, Bill Lassick and Monica Murphy, are joining us. Hey, gang, how you doing? Hi there. Now, what makes you guys write a book about, instead of like electronics or something, about rabies? Your brand new book, Rabbit, A Cultural History of the World's Most Diabolical Virus, just out. Good book, by the way. Thanks. Well, well I'm an editor at Wired, um, and Monica, my wife, is a veterinarian. Oh! Um, and so she uh, would come home and tell me stories about rabies and just how scary and amazing it was. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really interested in history and culture and that sort of thing. And before we know it, we had this, uh, this great idea for a book. Now, is rabies really something to be afraid of? I mean, I'm thinking that was, some, that was a disease that we conquered years ago, I thought. Well, rabies still has the highest case fatality rate of, of any known disease. And so even though it's rare in this country to come down with rabies, if you get it, it's really bad news. Uh, meanwhile, around the world, 55,000 people a year die of rabies. Really? Wow. So on a global so, scale, it's, it's still really bad. Has anybody ever survived? There are a few uh, scattered cases of survival, and those have all occurred in the last several years if we're talking about survivors without vaccines. You hear the horror stories of those vaccines that you used to have to get in the stomach, so yeah. many series. Is that the way it's still handled? Oh, thankfully, no. We're down to four uh, four individual vaccines delivered over just a couple of weeks, and they go right in your arm. And that's after wow. you've been bit. How long does it go before those vaccines are really not of any use? Well, they're going to they're gonna give you a vaccine until the time when you develop clinical signs of rabies. Uh, but any time between that bite and when you get sick, it's a good time to vaccinate. And that the reason we have that little window of time is because the virus actually crawls up your nerves from the bite site to your brain. Um, and, and it's only once it gets to the brain that you've got an irreversible disease. And so the amount of time that the virus takes to get to the brain actually depends a bit on how far from the brain it is. So if you get bit on your neck by a bat, then you might develop the symptoms of rabies uh, in, you know, a week. But if you get bit on your foot, then it can take months or even a, or more than a year to develop rabies. Wow. wow. I think it's really interesting that a lot of people don't realize the wildlife that's out in their backyards that's actually that carries or harbors um, the virus. Oh, absolutely. You know, in this country, all states except for Hawaii are affected by bat rabies. So no matter where you live, you have to worry about that. But in the east, we have raccoon rabies causing big problems. In the west, uh, skunk rabies and, and fox rabies. So it's really important to keep our pets vaccinated um, because they sort of are often the conduit between us and the wildlife. Yeah, you don't have to be bit by the uh, the bat or you know the the squirrel. They could have your cat could have gotten into a, a squirrel that had rabies in the backyard. Right, and then your cat can come down with rabies, and and you can get rabies from your cat. Even if my cat's been vaccinated for rabies. Nope. If you keep your pet up to date on vaccines, you're safe. And and you mentioned at the the beginning of our talk that rabies. You know, you have the perception that rabies isn't a big problem anymore, and, and to a great extent, you're right, and, and we can thank vaccination for that, and the fact that historically, people in the United States have done a really good job of keeping their dogs and cats vaccinated against rabies. But even if the cat's transferring, I mean, if, if the cat doesn't get it itself, can it transfer, can it be a vehicle for transferring it? No. Okay. If it's been vaccinated, go ahead, Jane. No. I mean, we could get into some really esoteric stuff about, you know, if the cat still had body fluids from its rabid 
encounter sure. on it, you know, if you could get it through that kind of exposure. Um, there, there are things like that that are theoretically possible, but I, I don't know of any case reports that, that relate to a weird situation like that. So if you, know, if, if you have an animal, if you're scratched by an animal that has rabies, it's not transferred that way? It's only through bodily fluids? Is like a bite? Usually it's animal saliva has to get inside you. So saliva. That means either through a bite wound or into your mucous membranes. And, you know, they sometimes will take precautions if you get a scratch just because then the opportunity is there for the animal saliva to just splash into the scratch and, and cause rabies. And I want to just uh, to speak about some of the common things that people say about, oh, my cat doesn't need rabies. It never goes outside. I don't want to give that vaccine. I actually had a client whose cat was not vaccinated with rabies, and a bat got in through a uh, chimney. Wow. And it had rabies, it, and the cat did c- kill it and catch it. And um, it was a horrible situation because, wow. uh, you know, here this person felt the cat never would be exposed, and you just don't know some of these weird situations. Well, can the actual vaccination give you rabies? Or are there any cases like that? No, it's a very safe vaccine. So what is the book about? Do you, do you tell stories of people who have had rabies, or what do you say in the book? Well, so the book is a cultural history of rabies. Um, and so in addition to getting into a lot of the science, as we've just been talking about, um, and we actually also have a story, a related story in Wired Magazine about um, you know, the human patients that have survived rabies, et cetera. But the book of the book is actually going back to ancient times and coming all the way up to the present and talking about the deep cultural resonances of rabies, you know, from the ancient Greeks on up to, you know, the vampire myth, the werewolf myth, the zombie myth, um, and uh, and right up to the present day. The article in Wired, a great article, talking about a couple of cases where it was too late for the vaccination, and uh, the patients were actually put into a coma. Wow. One of them came out, and they don't really, I guess they didn't really know if that was a weird freak situation or not. Well, they're still unsure. It's still it's still a medical mystery. It's a medical controversy. Um, you know, even though uh, this experimental treatment that involves um, putting patients into comas, even though um, a few people have survived rabies after that, there's still a lot of rabies experts who believe that, you know, that that's not a wise thing to do. Um, it's certainly a, a very expensive treatment. Um, most of the people who die of rabies worldwide are in the developing world, in Asia and Africa, and so this kind of treatment would be very, very expensive to try to conduct on them. Um, and so this is still it's still sort of an open question. There's a lot of controversy around it. Can you still tell, you know, or is it a myth that the animal froths and foams from its mouth and is wild? Well, I, I think they really do. Oh, it's really true. And the, the stories that you the stories that you hear about rabies, especially, you know, they come around in the summertime, and it's just these animals really are transformed. You know, I mean, there was a story from Vermont recently about a cat, a rabid cat that jumped up from the ground to bite a woman on her lip. You know, or, or you have beavers or otters who will, you know, swim at you while you're swimming out in the lake somewhere and, and bite your leg, you know, 15 times. Or it's, I mean, these are creatures, uh, I mean, not so much cats and dogs, but these, these rabid wildlife creatures, you know, that will normally, you'll never, you'll never see them. They'll run away if the human being is there, and then suddenly they're transformed into these monsters. I encourage you to check out the book. It's called Rabid. It is available really anywhere. You can pick it up at your bookstore. It's uh, doing very well on the shelves. You must be proud of that. And, uh, in fact, I have five copies to give away. Is that true, Judy? one 405 8405 Rabbit, a cultural history of the world's most diabolical virus. 
Wired senior editor Bill Wasik and veterinarian Monica Murphy joining us. Thank you so much, guys, for spending time with us. Oh, thanks for having me. There you go. And if you haven't had your pets neutered yet, I mean, gotten their rabies shots. <laughs> we'll take those suckers away as well. Yeah. Bill Wasik <laughs> and Monica Murphy calling in on their Sports Illustrated phone. They probably won that for their subscription to, to, to Wired. <laughs> They're at the cutting edge of electronics, that magazine. Technology stinks. I'm here to tell you. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That is toll free to the Animal Radio Dream Team. That includes Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, or right now animal communicator Joey Turner and Jerry. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What's going on? Well, I had a question for Joey. Uh, my horse died on the twenty first of December last year, and there's circumstances around his death are just uh, unsettling. I'm, I'm seriously wondering if there wasn't foul play involved. And I didn't know if you could commu- communicate with him and find out what happened. Well, yes, I can. And depending on what he has to say, it may take a little more time than we might have for the air. But tell me his name, please. His name was Joe. What do you know about how he passed, or do you know nothing? Uh, all I know is it was, you know, he, he wasn't sick. There was no injury. He just died. I, I called the vet out to have the vet look him over to see if he could see any signs of foul play, and he couldn't see anything, but he said it's the strangest thing that he'd ever seen because he said the horse was dead before he hit the ground. Okay, and Joe has popped in to connect with me. He wants you to know that it was his heart. And he does not remember hitting the ground. The only thing he remembers is he was there, he was fine, he was fine, and then just like a split second of a very strange, bad feeling in his heart area, and down he went. Okay. It, it feels to me almost like his heart exploded. But that is well, what the feeling feels like that he sends me. Well, it's it's strange that you should use those those exact words because I've used the same words. Because like I said, he was... That, that's why the vet said it was so strange that he'd never seen anything like it. There was no signs of thrashing or anything. He said, you know, the, that, that he was dead before he hit the ground. And, and that was about the only thing I could think of would be, you know, natural, as far as natural causes, was that it was just a heart attack. And, and I even thought almost like his heart exploding. Yeah, and in fact, he, um, it's so sudden, actually, I've never felt anybody when they've shown me how they've passed from heart issues be this instantaneously gone. I mean, seriously, like less than a second, he was just gone. Yeah. He says, so the good news is there's nothing really to worry about, and he doesn't know why that happened. Well, (laughs) I think most people that that happens to would probably say the same thing. They didn't know why that happened. Jerry, if you'd like to carry on a longer conversation with him, I'm happy to do that for you during a private session. You can get my information off the Animal Radio website. Okay. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for your call, Jerry. one 405 8405 to connect with our Dream Team. 
You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. That gets you connected with Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. I understand, Joey, I see on the docket you're going to be talking about uh, grooming a cat, which, uh, what do you need, gauntlets for that? I'm talking about um, de-shedding a a cat that doesn't want to be brushed. That's what we're going to be talking about. And, um... Yeah, that that's, sounds that's bloody. Actually, this, this, no, this mm-hmm. is a sounds good topic dangerous. actually, because because a lot of people have cats that um don't like to be brushed. So okay. stay tuned. That's on the way right there. And uh, let's see, what is that you're drinking, Alan? Is that uh, that's let me that's, see. A, that's that's coffee with the sweet carnation junk in there that my wife loves to use. I love this stuff. It, it gives little, it a little sweet flavor. A little shot of uh, vodka or something in there. No, no. I, when I, when I'm doing that, I, I go all the way. There's no shot involved. <laughs> I tell you, you know, you know what's good about having a train, having Alan on the show, is I am such a non. I'm a groomer. I'm a non-trainer completely. I'm the worst at it because I just really never gave to to um. You know, you know where I'm going with that. Um, but to be honest with you, since I've been been on the show, and I feel like I'm like a semi-trainer. I mean, I had a woman once that came in, and this is a true story, and she. She says to me, she caught me off guard completely. She's having a problem with her dog. And, well, what's the problem? She said, when I lay in the bed, the dog humps my head. What do I do? <laughs> my, my only answer was, get him a girlfriend. I didn't oh, know what boy. to say. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Well, it seems like the whole team's coming together, and we're very happy to announce that starting September 22nd, Wendy Diamond. Extraordinaire, Lady Extraordinaire will be joining the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. Coming together, it sounds it, like we're falling apart. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what's really <laughs> happening here. Uh, listen, if you're a, a man of the, uh, well, I'm a man of the 60s, pretty much. Uh, I grew up listening to great groups like Devo, and one of my favorite songs was the song about the uh, Greyhound, the miniature Greyhound, Whip It. You remember that song, Whip It? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we have with us today, from Devo, founder, Gerald Casale. How are you doing, Gerald? Pretty good. I understand that you have a brand new song out. I'm, inter- I'm going to play it in just a couple of seconds here, called Don't Roof Rack Me Bro. I can only assume this has to do with Mitt Romney's, uh, the dog on Mitt Romney's roof, which seems to have disappeared in the news for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, story had legs for a while. But no, we, it's an ode to Seamus, posthumously. Uh, we feel Seamus is a martyr. Seamus is an icon. Now, Seamus was the dog, right? That's that right. was on the roof. Yes. Beautiful Irish setter, yeah. And what was the deal? He was uh, had diarrhea all over the back of the day. They were on a vacation, the Romneys. They well, were on a vacation. you know, you put a dog in a small wooden crate on top of a car in the middle of the summer and drive for hours on end, and something bad's going to happen. Gosh. Like 12 hours, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 12 hours worth. Somewhere during that 12 hours, uh, Seamus started convulsing and uh, 
show his joy of uh, uh, on that ride. Uh, you know, Mitt's wife says he just loved it up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure. He showed how much he loved it. Like mounds of liquid poo coming down over the windows, uh. and they had to pull. They had to pull over, of course, and uh, they pulled into a gas station. And uh, Mitt was well known person. Uh, I think it was while he was governor. He was 36 years old. Mm -hmm. And they took the thing apart. They washed the crate out. They hosed the dog down, made sure the dog was okay, washed the car. And then in front of everyone, they put the crate back on top of the car, strapped it down, and put Seamus back in the crate (sighs) and took off. Jeez. Jeez, that sounds like something Dick Cheney would devise. <laughs> <laughs> so he doubled down on that because there was some law against having a crate on top of your car unless it was airtight. So he started mentioning in, his, in the interviews whenever the anchorman or whoever was interviewing him would ask him about it, he would say, oh, it was an air, airtight crate. <laughs> you know, our, our dog loves not being able to breathe and loves puking all over itself. We should put him on the roof from uh, 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 the car and drive around until he has explosive diarrhea and then hose him yeah. out and put him back. And you exactly. know what's funny? His hair would stay the same. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, I just was, a, as a you know, as a pet owner, an animal lover, I couldn't believe this story when it came out. And it came out during the Republican primary debates. It was the other Republican candidates that were bringing it up to impugn Mitt's character, you know, because they were battling each other in a kind of WWF smackdown. We brought this up several times. In fact, we were one of the first radio shows to, to really report this early on, before, before, even before the presidential candidates even came around. Uh, but one of the things that we always hear about when we talk about this is, hey, guys, why are you being so partisan? What about Obama? He ate dog. I love that. I love that. They had to look up the word equivocation. Uh, they keep making these apples and oranges arguments. Here's a nine-year-old boy in another culture who was fed. Exactly. Dead, dead dog meat. And here is a beautiful living Irish setter and a 36-year-old man in America. It's like apples and oranges. And it has nothing to do with politics. I mean, it's just, you know, common sense. You, Why would you put a living thing on top of your car? I mean, would you put a baby up there? Oh, the baby got sick in the car. We had to put the baby up there. (laughs) They wanted to make a mess. You know, as human beings, we created all the breeds of dogs, for God's sake. We made it happen. We made them dependent on us. Sure. We we are their wards. And, and, you know, like we, it's a symbiotic relationship. We, We owe them something. Anybody that would abuse a dog, a child, or an elderly person is a bad guy. Okay, well let's uh, let's give the song a spin. What do you say? All right. Okay, this is Devo, and these are the all the weird drummer members who got together for this. Absolutely. And the song is called "Don't Roof Rack Me, Bro." If he 
listening to Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. Natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA inspected meats raised naturally. No added hormones or antibiotics. They also got a great cat food, too. Get the official food of Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog at StellaAndChewies.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the dog father, Joey Villani. You know, you got to do me a favor, though. You have to tell these people that when they email, well, this actually they sent it to my personal email. Oh, yeah? How do but they get to People that are listening, yeah. when they send me an email, please leave it brief. This woman sent me three pages, <laughs> and what it basically came down to was is her cat doesn't like to be brushed, oh, no. and um, the cat's leaving hair all over the house, and she's having problems with hairballs, I guess because the cat's licking itself, and she can't brush the cat, yada, yada, yada. Keep those emails yeah, brief, please. You know, cat, cat cat shedding. What do I do? Doesn't like brush. Perfect. That's that would be it. But anyway, what you're gonna do is this: you're gonna go out and you're gonna get yourself a pair of heavy work gloves. You know, like a little heavier than like the garden gloves. You ever see the ones? I don't know. They 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 um have like that material on it. The suede, the the suede gloves, work gloves. You see, gloves, so you're gonna get yes. yourself a okay. pair of them. And then you're gonna go out and you're gonna get yourself. You know what cheesecloth is? You can get it at any supermarket, any food store. Sure. Any hardware store. Okay, so you can get some cheesecloth. Cheesecloth and gloves, okay. Cheesecloth, gloves, and um, a, a sponge. Okay, I, I, I'd say spray bottle of water, but most cats don't like um, water being sprayed at them, so don't use the spray. Especially if you got a cat that's already biting you for the brush. Well, the cat's definitely going to bite you um, after you spray him with some water. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to dampen the sponge and you're going to wet the cat down with the sponge. Okay, so what that's going to do is just moisten the coat a little bit, and it's going to make the hair stick. You're going to put the glove on. Whatever hand that um that that you're not holding the cat with um because you, usually cats just don't want to you know sit there and um you're gonna put that on I'm righty so I would put this on my left hand and I would wrap the glove with the cheesecloth okay and maybe just maybe here a little bit of tape so it doesn't come off now what the cheesecloth is gonna do it's gonna act as um, almost like Velcro where it's just gonna grab everything and you're just gonna pet your cat you're gonna pet your cat and hopefully your cat likes to be pet if your cat don't like to be pet with well, then I don't know what the hell to do. Um, <laughs> Because then bring them, bring them to the groomer. But if your cat likes to be pet, you're gonna pet your cat all over the head, down the back, down the tail, down the legs, massage, rub it in, and you're gonna notice by the time you're done, you're gonna look like you're holding your cat in your left hand, but you're not. It's gonna be all the hair that just came off the kitty, okay? Um, and it, it'll make things a lot easier. You'll be happier. The cat will be happier. Now, on a long-haired cat, it's a little bit more challenging because you really got to get the knots and tangles out first. And if you cat's not letting you brush it to begin with, or him to begin with, you really need to go to the professional groomer and have it done. Cats can be a little bit dangerous, and cat bites are extremely dangerous oh, yeah. because cats clean themselves, so they have a lot more bacteria in their mouth than canines do. So when they bite you, that bacteria gets you know jammed down into your um, under your skin, and um, I'm going to say nine times out of ten, every time I've had a cat bite, I've gotten an infection um, mm-hmm. shortly after, oh, and I'm, I'm going to say probably about ninety percent of the time. So don't mess around if your cat's nodded. Bring it to the groom and have it done. Then after that, you can do the same procedure on your long-haired cat. 
that I just told you to do in your short haired cat. It works well. It also helps um, remove knots and tangles before they begin because it separates the coat. And again, the water is an important step. Don't forget that because if the cat's damp, it just pulls it out. It draws it out a little bit easier. But put it on a sponge, and, um, right? Use it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because the spray bottle sometimes that just is a little startling and um, it could make things worse. If you put it on a sponge, the cat just thinks she's getting petted with something. Sometimes they, they, they act as if it's a toy. But it, it, this works really good. Um, matter of fact, we used to do this in the grooming salon for the short-haired cats that we had at these shed that didn't like the brushes because we didn't want to get bit either. And believe it or not, those work gloves work really good. Now, if the cat bites, yeah, they may go through a little bit, but it's going to offer a hell of a lot of protection sure. where, you know what, you may not have to go to the hospital or whatever you, wherever you go the next day because you will be gone if that cat breaks the skin. Okay, very good. And there you go. There you go. Gloves, I really cheese cloth. I mean, you didn't sound so friggin' enthused there. Uh, well, no, I'm enth- Come I on, thought Hal. that was a good one. That, that, that was a good one. We're that very really excited, was. Okay. Cheese cloth, Thank you. a sponge, and gloves, which uh, also makes for a great Saturday night, by the way. <laughs> Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Judy's screening your calls at one 405 8405 I have the pleasure of hanging out with Dr. Debbie, dog hey. trainer Alan Cable. Thank you. Dog father Joey Villani. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Give it up, pal. Bad impersonation. Yeah. And animal communicator Joy Turner is all here for you. Uh, today on the show, kind of an interesting show, we have Stanley Corinne, who's written a lot of books. Most of them have been very clinical in nature, but he has a brand new book called Do Dogs Dream? And they answer a lot of questions like Do Dogs Dream? We'll find out all the answers to your questions today on the show. If you have any questions, Facebook us or tweet us or email us at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com or even give us a call at the toll-free 1-866-405-8405. That's uh, all on the way right here, including your calls. And Stacy, what are you working on? I don't know if you remember, a couple weeks ago, somebody found Jesus in a burrito. I don't know. It was the image of Jesus. And uh, they thought they could sell it and make some money. But, you know, you move one bean. And it, the whole image changes. Oh, <laughs> a little smushed bean, and uh, it's no longer Jesus. Uh, now somebody has found Michael Jackson in bird droppings on oh, their windshield, and they tried to sell wonderful. it on eBay. I'll tell their you windshield. what happened. Coming up on Animal Radio News. <laughs> Where else but uh, Animal Radio? Well, let's hit the phones. one 405 8405 toll-free right now. Or you can send us your questions on the Animal Radio app for iPhone or smartphone, Android. Uh, or just uh, uh, tweet us or Facebook us. And by the way, we're still giving away a lot of great stuff at Facebook, so come on over there and join us. Hi, Victoria. Welcome to Animal Radio. Thank you. What's going on? Well, um, thank you for taking my question today. I'm a first-time listener. That's, time, that's so. the second new listener. Well, welcome. <laughs> well, thank you, and I do appreciate it because I have a question that I've had a concern about for not quite the last year, but I have a Siamese cat that's over 15 years old, mm-hmm. and my concern was that she's not using her litter box <laughs> any longer. Okay, and for either pee yeah, or pooping? Yeah, that's never happened. She's been very clean, and, um, you know, she knows she's doing it, <laughs> not in the litter box, and I can't understand why. 
Okay. Now, um, has the kitty cat been to the veterinarian anytime recently as far as like checking our health status? Um, no, no. Actually, I inherited this cat. My father passed on and so it's his cat, although she's familiar with the whole family and um, so I know the history of the animal. But no, I haven't recently and she's very healthy. So I don't know what it is. I have actually another cat as well that's younger. They have separate litter boxes. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're kept clean, you know, and they're kept in a private, separate area. So Okay. Well, I can tell you, it, I can guarantee you there's something wrong. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that to startle you or freak you out in any way. But for a cat that's had a normal pattern of avoiding behavior and then all of a sudden stops using the box, there's a couple things that come to the forefront of my concern list. Um, number one is arthritis. Number two is arthritis. And number three is arthritis. Uh-huh. Um, I... And today, you know, I, I even had a very lengthy discussion with a client today who was kind of arguing the fact that her cat wasn't in pain because she didn't cry out. And what we have to really look back and, and recognize is cats are not dogs and cats are not people. So we may complain and moan and carry on and tell our loved ones when we've got a headache or something's hurting us, but cats really don't do that. It just doesn't do them any good. They may change in their patterns of behavior. And one of the common things that we can see with low-grade chronic pain is the avoidance of the litter box. And, um, you know, whether or not she she recognizes it and knows that she's not using the litter box, it may not be even a concern of hers. Hers is if if she's in pain, she doesn't feel like crawling into the litter pan. She may not feel like making those movements or even scratching. So in many cases with older kitties, there's a couple steps litter pan-wise I will do. Number one is um, you know definitely see your veterinarian. Make sure she does have a good health exam. We rule out other health problems that could be going on. Um, other things medically, diabetes, kidney problems, um, any other concerns. Concerns. But I would want to see about getting her on some arthritis remedies. We can use things like glucosamine in cats, and we can use some different injection products. Um, there's one called Adequan that can be used to help control arthritic pain. We can't use a lot of the routine pain remedies you use for people or dogs. So no, no over-the-counter pain remedies for cats without direction. Um, but sometimes ad- addressing the arthritic pain on a, on a medication level can be very helpful in making them more comfortable and restoring them back to some of their normal behaviors. But in the meantime, I would also do some changes in the litter pan itself. Um, I will oftentimes cut the litter pan edges down in half, or sometimes you can actually go to the store and buy under uh, bed storage boxes, which have a lower edge and use that as an alternative for the litter box. That way they don't have to step up and go into something. That can make it very useful. Now, some other things for an old cat when they're not using the box that I'll look at, there could be some vision problems that hopefully would be picked up on a physical exam with your doctor. But also, I found that adding a nightlight to the litter box region can be very helpful for some senior cats. They're not going to complain and say, hey, mom, I don't see... But that little step can sometimes help them feel more comfortable and confident in finding their way to the litter box. And then we do even see some senility problems in cats. And, um, you know, that can be uh, loss of house training um, in dogs. And we can see the same thing in cats as part of the 
kind of a deterioration of what they would recognize as their normal behaviors. Um, so that might be something also to talk to your veterinarian about whether that might fit into her uh, her category there. But um, I, I would definitely say we've got a lot of possible remedies we can try. And uh, and you said there, there's two boxes in this house right now? Actually, they're in the garage, and the cat door leads into the garage, and there's just two small steps. But if it can affect the cat in the way that you explained, mm-hmm. you know, that could be really big for her, you know. Yeah. It, Something yeah, as simple so. as, yeah, putting a, a litter box on the same even level that um, the kitty spends most of her time or in another part of the house so that we don't have to walk across a whole house to, to find the litter uh, source. You know, that seems easy to us, but, you know, if, if we do have some health problems, making it convenient can really make the difference here. Right, I understand. Sounds, yeah. sounds like a good plan. I'm going to throw in my two cents worth because Dr. Oh, Debbie, sure, because Hal has to, I, right? I, well, th- <laughs> I have to because this is, this is from you. And, you know, this is kind of interesting, but we have, as you know, Tiggers, the studio cat, one of the other studio cats. She's 11 years old? She's 11 years old, yes. Okay, so she's been using her litter all her life, and now we just noticed that she would go poo in the litter and that she would uh, pee next to the litter on some carpet. We kind of thought, what's that about? So we asked Dr. Debbie, and Dr. Debbie said, why don't you put a litter out with a piece of carpet in it? And, believe it or not, she uses that religiously now to pee in. So what we figure, it it worked. What we figure is that she probably is getting older and maybe arthritic, and she doesn't want to be digging in the sand or... Mm -hmm. Uh, through the litter, but she, we have cured the problem. The problem is fixed because we accommodated her. Yeah, it's a low litter box, so she doesn't have to climb into it. It's low. The sides are low and the carpet and I got, uh, went to a, my local carpet store and got a bunch of scrap remnants remnants and for real cheap real cheap so now i can just dispose of them and uh, And she loves that litter she She uses my concern was that she wasn't going to be able to differentiate between that carpet and then the carpet on the floor but she goes but she's not she's going in the right spot right victoria is your is your animal uh is your cat doing uh pooping outside the litter too Yes. Oh, the whole yes. deal. I mean, it's actually inside the house oh. because the, the litter boxes are, just because there's two animals, I mean, yeah. two cats, there's, I have two separate boxes, of course, that are separate, but they're in the garage, of course, mm-hmm. so that it's not in the house. Uh, we put ours all over the house. Almost the location, location, <laughs> location, location. <Yeah. laughs> we wish you the best of luck with that, and thank you for thank listening. one 405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. Vetricin, a one-stop wound and skin care product that will not harm healthy tissue. Vetricin is great for hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. Vetricin is non-toxic and is safe for puppies and kittens. This safe, easy-to-apply product makes caring for your pet's wounds or irritations easy. Be sure to have some on hand at all times. Great for the dog park and traveling. Visit Vetricin's Facebook page to see how you can win free product. For more information, go to Vetricin.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y. 
This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Hi, this is Park Overall. I am just thrilled about animal radio. Please, stay and neuter your animals. Please. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Greetings, Animal Radio lovers. It's time for a brand new installment of The Party Animal. That's me, Vinnie Penn. Actually, it's a very special episode of... I want to be reverential of The Party Animal. Rest in peace, Betty. For those of you who have been following the party animal adventures, uh, you know that my daughter and I went out and bought a goldfish named Betty, a betta fish. And uh, Betty lived exactly one year and died, on, passed away this past 4th of July. My daughter was uh, unbelievably strong upon the loss. And for those of you out there who really know and really have paid attention, you might be wondering, uh, was Vinnie Penn a hypocrite? And did, he did a big rant about why goldfish were unceremoniously flushed down the toilet and not giving a, given a proper burial. I'll have you know, I am a hypocrite, but I just wasn't in this particular instance. She was buried in the backyard and words were said. A moving eulogy was delivered by myself and by my six-year-old daughter. Interestingly enough, though, Betty, uh, just a few weeks before, we had bought another fish named Elmer and had one of those split tanks. We bought a new tank, and it was split. So now my son had his own fish, and Betty had, and my daughter had her own in Betty. And Betty died not long after Elmer's arrival. Could it have been fish-aside? Could it have been, uh, could Betty have killed herself? In all honesty, those of you out there know fish, could, could this have happened? I mean, they weren't in the same tank, and yet somehow it wasn't long after that that Betty swam her final days. Uh, and now my daughter wants a brand new pet. Oh, I can't even get into that. I will tell you in next week's installment what my daughter's new pet is now that her goldfish has passed away, what she wants it to be anyway. But uh, give me an email, Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. We added a fish to the tank, a split tank, though, important to note. And the one that was there longer died only a few weeks later. Hmm. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
answering those questions that we've all been asking ourselves. Do dogs dream? I have so many questions. Who are they looking at in the mirror? Do they know it's themselves? Do what, they love me? Do, what, <laughs> what colors do they see? All those questions that we've wondered, he will answer them and we'll have giveaways of his new book. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm having a conversation with the listener right now internally. What they're thinking. Okay, Hal. They, they want to stick around for this. You want to stick around for this. Hey, you want to give away some Ventrison? Let's do this it. Is that cool. stuff is great. Well, we've been using, you know what we used it on uh, once uh, when Ladybug had a tick? We had to pull out the tick. Yeah, and it so looked a little sore spot. little sore spot. Mm-hmm. So we uh, used this Ventrison. You hear us talking about it. It's like a spray for wounded infections. Well, there's sprays, but there's a lot of other products, too. And in my office, I use, there's an ear wash that we use a lot for resistant uh, infections. So there's Ooh. a lot of different applications with Hot our products. Hot spots, too? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go ahead and give out a 16-ounce bottle right now of the Wound Infection Care. Five of them? Oh, we're too damn good to these listeners. I know. I want to give away five. It speeds the healing. It really does. They say up to 60% faster. We used it on She Had a Little Bump. Not that, not that our dog has a lot of things going on because she really doesn't. But it healed really, really fast. And I want to put this in the hands of everybody. Everybody needs this for their pet. You should. You need to have a product like this in your um, first aid kit. So exactly. you don't want to have to have a lot of things that you're not going to use. But this is going to be something you can use for a cut, an infection, um, all the way across the board. It doesn't sting either. You know, like when you fell over as a kid, you stubbed your toe or your <laughs> knee, and your mom would put iodine on your knee, Spray. and it would sting. <laughs> it doesn't sting. It's strong enough to kill 99.999% of bacteria and viruses and fungi. Uh, but it won't sting doing that. So and they can lick it, and it won't harm them. I love it. Vetrison, let's give away five bottles right now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. How's that sound for you? This show, they're damn good to me. That's what you're thinking right now, huh? And you know what? I just did a cat enema. It seems every time I get on air, I do something really weird. Either eyeballs popping out or enemas in cats. <laughs> a cat enema. That can't, I'm pretty sure that you have to put on gloves for that. Right? Yeah, gloves and sometimes protective eyewear, I'll tell you. Sometimes when you get a little liquid, it just kind of propels things and... Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. You know, your job is one of those jobs you either love or hate i got to tell you that right now. you got, you got to like grossness. I mean, any kid that wants to be a veterinarian, if you can't stand the smell of dog poo or you can't stand something really pussy or boogery looking, <laughs> it's not for you. you you got to love that stuff. And you do. I do, yeah. I guess so. Were you like that from a kid, from a teenager? Did... Uh did your parents freak out? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, I think what they really knew they were in trouble when I had a, a little pet um, lizard, a little fence lizard, and his name was Rambo, and he was he was a delight. You know, I loved him. You know, I wasn't really allowed a lot of pets, believe it or not. So um, I loved him, and he died, and oh. I wanted to know why he died. So uh, my mom came home, and I was on the kitchen table dissecting him oh. after he had passed away, and um, granted, she, you know, I still got dinner that night, but um, she was very disgusted. I used the kitchen table for that purpose. <laughs> so you were, you were doing an autopsy is what you were doing. Exactly. Just trying to you know deduce the cause of death. And did you figure it out? Um, well, it, it, actually, it was a combination of things, but I was trying to force feed him, and I uh, kind of contributed to part of the problem. He had uh, oh. a cricket stuck in his throat. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 
But he, he, there's a lot of things you learn when you have these critters. You learn what they need, and and that's a very important thing. That uh, you know, learn the husbandry, their diets, their uh, temperature, environment, all that. Very good. Well, you've come a long ways. If you have a question for Dr. Debbie right now, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We have Alan on the phones. Hey, Alan, how are you doing? Doing good. What's going on in your world? My dog Daisy, my girlfriend's dog Daisy, and my dog Daisy. They have, she has a like a personal thing, like a a word. It's not a meaning. Uh, couldn't quite hear that. I'm sorry. The dog has a P word, if you know what I'm meaning. Oh, okay. Yeah, she has her monthly cycle or her her twice a year cycle, I should say. Yeah. Is it only twice a year? Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, don't they get off easy, man? I don't know how that goes, Judy. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. So your dog is um, having her heat cycle. Um, yeah. And, and and what about that? What are you... What's your question? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I mean, it's na- it's nature, um, and this is exactly what is meant to happen um, as far as in preparation for pregnancy. Now, for dogs, if she's a pet um, and you're not intending to breed her, um, the best thing that I actually recommend is to get her spayed, to have the surgical sterilization done so that not only so she doesn't have heat cycles, because it's more than just the bother, although you know, I think many women <laughs> would, would agree that the, the surgery would be well worth it. Um, but as far as by having her spayed, we're also protecting her against a lot of other reproductive diseases. And one of the biggest ones is a condition called pyometra. And it's an infection that happens in the uterus, in, in the reproductive structures. And it's very serious. Um, it can be totally pre- be prevented by spaying. So it would be a very good measure for your dog to prevent that type of thing, as well as all those cancers that can happen um, in a, an intact female dog. Um, and, and that can be done, you know, surgery can be done while she's in heat. Some folks opt to wait till they're out of their cycle um, just to minimize complications. But either which way, I think that will be the, the best way we can ensure you don't have to deal with this and that we can keep her in top health. Uh-huh. So time to get her spayed, okay? Okay. Okay, there you go. Thanks, Alan, for your call. one 405 toll-free to the Animal Radio Dream Team. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet Stay. The dog days are every day with Pet Stay. It's available exclusively from Imperial Palace and Rio Resorts in Las Vegas. Pet Stay provides the unique in-room amenities for dogs, including the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and even a specialty room service menu. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Details at Caesars.com slash Pet Stay Las Vegas. If you head out there tonight, you can check out the Masquerade Show in the Sky. I haven't seen it. so much fun. Is it? I love it. Have you had yes. a chance to check it out? You know, it's one of those great, cheap things. It doesn't cost a thing. It's free. Yes, it is so much fun. I enjoy it. And they throw the beads and all that. It's, it's great. It's, it all happens uh, apparently above you in the sky somewhere. I, I haven't seen it yet, but it's... Oh, uh, where is it at? The Rio. I've seen that. I've got some beads. Oh, you've seen that. I have. I've caught some beads. They throw them and you can catch them. A masquerade exactly. village at the Rio. Yes. Check it out. Bring your pet tonight and uh, enjoy the Pets Day program. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Concierge desk, this is Amanda. 
Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Imperial Palace and Rio in Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. When you're in the mood for the perfect cup of coffee or tea, look to the Bosch Tassimo Home Brewing System with unique barcode technology. Enjoy your homebrew in the peace of your kitchen, virtually silent thanks to Bosch Dish. Dishwashers, Bosch has the quietest dishwasher line in North America, which is one of the many reasons that Bosch dishwashers are ranked number one and a best value by a leading consumer publication. And because it's a Bosch, you'll know you're getting the best. We've built versatility into everything we design. It's time to step up to Bosch. Visit a Best Buy store near you or go to bestbuy.com slash Bosch for special offers and product information. Bosch invented for life. Bosch offers the quietest dishwashers in North America and no major brand offers a quieter model at any Bosch price point. June 2012. Class defined by similarly priced and designed models of major brands based on a leading consumer publication June 2012. Tassimo is a registered trademark of Kraft Foods. Hey honey. Hi dad. What you drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me. Huh? Mom. And Josh. Wow. Playing ball. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities. That owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at houselogic.com slash homeownership. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. The Suffolk County SPCA is upping the ante in hopes of finding the person who threw a pit bull puppy from a moving car on Long Island. To put a puppy, a three-month-old puppy, in a plastic garbage bag and toss it out of a window, out of a moving vehicle, I mean, this is just something beyond comprehension. That's the Suffolk SBCA Chief Roy Gross, who says a reward of $25,000 is now being offered in the case. Gross says that the puppy has now been named Joey, and he was tossed out of this moving vehicle in a plastic bag. He was malnourished, several neck fractures, and bike bite marks were on his neck. And he says it's 50-50 whether this little dog is going to survive. Gross says that calls have been pouring into the SPCA with offers to pay for Joey's treatment and requests to adopt him if and when he recovers. Covers. Police in Florida are still looking for a suspect in a case involving some 500 missing canaries. According to Miami's WFOR-TV, the victim, Manuel Sanchez, has been keeping canaries for the past 20 years. The 87-year-old man says somebody broke into his home earlier this summer. They made off with all of his feathered friends. The thief allegedly sold the birds to three local pet stores where each canary goes for about 20 to 30 bucks. Sanchez was able to recover about 150 of the birds, but police are asking anybody with more information to please come forward. Well, one man's hopes of selling bird droppings, he said, bore a resemblance to the late King of Pop, have been washed away. The seller, Brandon Tudor of Oswego, Illinois, says he immediately noticed the likeness to Michael Jackson. 
Uh, you know, it's usually Jesus that they say, but this one is Michael Jackson. When the droppings hit the windshield of his 1996 Cadillac Seville last week, the Courier News says the 29-year-old father of three put the windshield up for sale on eBay with a starting bid of 500 bucks. but his hopes of turning profit with his Jackson image droppings seemed to bottom out. The paper says rain washed away Tudor's windshield art, uh, it seems like, earlier in the week. There's a sheep named Lingonberry, and he's celebrating this week after winning Scotland's first town center sheep race. I'll tell you what, the uh, dogs are going to be a little jealous of this one, the greyhounds. According to BBC News, the animals were ridden through the streets of Moffat by knitted jockeys. Onlookers were able to place small bets on the races, which took uh, place in several heats throughout the day. Organizer Thomas McDonald says that he hopes the races will turn into an annual event that lasts over an entire week than just one day. Oh, that must have been fun to see little sheep running through the streets of Scotland. They do that anyway, don't they? They have like a, a, a herding dog that'll get them through. But now you could bet on it. What's more fun than that? You can make a few bucks. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. The heart health benefits are enormous. Thankfully, the Mega Red Soft Gel is not. Mega Red 100% Pure Omega-3 Krill Oil from Schiff. Just one small Mega Red per day supports your heart health. And unlike fish oil soft gels, Mega Red soft gels are easy to swallow with no fishy smell or aftertaste. Big heart health benefits. One small soft gel. Mega Red Omega-3 Krill Oil from Schiff. We're taking your calls, of course, toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. You can also email us your questions at yourvoice at animalradio.com or on Facebook, even, at Animal Radio, or tweet them to us. We like them nice and short like that. 
at Animal Radio. And don't forget, you can also send your questions via the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Download that right away. You know, I have ADD. I don't think that's any secret. And (laughs) when I find a book that uh, captures my attention, you know it's a damn good book. And we welcome back to the show Stanley Coran, who uh, wrote the book Do Dogs Dream? And it has nearly everything your dog wants you to know. And it's in little bite-sized pieces. You know, a couple of pages here, two or three pages there. Great information. Stanley, welcome back to the show. Glad to be here. Okay, let's get down to brass and taxes. Obviously, the book, Do Dogs Dream, that's the first question. Yes. Do dogs dream? Obviously, I, I see my dog, uh, he'll uh, cry, cry and, and move and around, do all those things when they're asleep. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming so. Well, the reason that people care about this is, is, you know, in part because we just want to get inside those little furry heads. Oh, yes. What's going yeah. on. Um, but in part, you know, psychologists really care about it because if dogs dream, then it means they probably have consciousness because dreaming is just a conscious event. And so easiest way to bring a whole bunch of psychologists out into the hallway all yelling and screaming at one another is just to stand out there and say, dogs have consciousness. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, it does turn out to be the case that dogs dream. And we, we, can, we know this for a whole bunch of reasons. Okay, There's a, a special marker which you get. Uh, when an individual goes out and begins, uh, when an individual goes to sleep and begins to dream, and that what happens is the eyes begin to move behind the closed eyelids, and um, and they move in very systematic ways. So you know if you're if you know if you uh, are, are awakened and and people, uh, you know, you say what was happening while I was dreaming about a tennis match. In fact, if you looked at the eye movements, the person's eyes were swinging back and forth. And, and that sort of thing. So it looks as though uh, we actually use our eye movements to uh, uh, to watch what we're dreaming. Uh, so these rapid eye movements uh, are a marker for dreaming. Sort of almost every time when you wake somebody up and they have those rapid eye movements, they're they're dreaming. And dogs do have the rapid eye movements. Um, uh, now, uh, you know, the interesting thing about this is that. Um, uh, for human beings, we tend to, dr- uh, to dream maybe about 20 minutes out of every uh, 90 minutes or something like that. Um, but for dogs, you know, the average dog, uh, if you watch him, uh, first his, when he goes to sleep, first his breathing is going to become very regular. And then, then his breathing is going to become a little bit irregular and he'll start to twitch a little bit. And then if you look at his eyes, he's, you'll see his eyes flicking back and forth. So he'll be, he'll be dreaming. For the average dog, you know, he'll dream, uh, let's say about, uh, uh, three minutes or something like that, uh, uh, out of, uh, you know, every 25 or, or, or so uh, minutes. But there's a neat little thing having to do with dogs, and that is, uh, smaller dogs have more dreams, but they're shorter, and bigger dogs have longer dreams, but they're more widely spaced. So, so a little pug type dog is gonna have uh, maybe a one-minute dream every ten minutes, and a, a big Saint Bernard is going to have uh, uh, maybe a uh, four-minute dream uh, every forty-five minutes. Hmm. No, my, my, my why dog is seems. That? Uh, why is that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the boss never told me why he set this thing up like that. <laughs> uh, but but we do know one thing, which is very important, and I think this is something people uh, seem to be very curious about, and that is what is it the dogs dream about? Yeah, bones and. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we think we we know. I mean, when dogs, you know, legs are twitching and he, you know, it looks like he's running after something or something like that. Uh, but it turns out 
that when you dream, uh, the muscles all turn off. If they didn't turn off, you'd actually act out your dreams. And we know there's two little centers uh, back in the older part of the brain, uh, something called the pons and something called the medulla oblongata, so the really old part of the brainstem. And you can turn off that switch, which turns off the muscles. And when that happens, the dogs act out their dreams. Um, and in fact, we now know that dogs dream doggy things. So, you know, uh, uh, pointers point at dream birds, and uh, you know, Doberman Finchers chase dream burglars. <laughs> my, my dog seems to be distressed. She's whining, she's crying. Should I wake her up when she's having a dream no, like that? No, no. Would you wake up your child? If you know, they were screaming, I would think that they well, would have a nightmare. You see, the thing is that the off switch is not perfect on some dogs. So you're just catching a little bit of this sort of, you know, um, uh, acting out. And it's not good to wake up individuals when they're dreaming because no, uh, no. we need a certain amount of dream time. And, you know, there's a, there's other stuff going on over there. I mean, you know, let's not get too psychological okay. about this. But one of the important things which happens during dreams is that's when you actually set down the memories for the day uh, before. So... You know, it's it's good to sort of let that dreaming go. Do dogs so you dream have about... these little, oh, do you yeah, have I'm these sorry. little doggies um, hooked up to uh, EEG electrodes um, while you're watching their dreams? Is this how actually you're studying this? Well, uh, there's a lot of ways in which we study it. As I said, one of the ways is is to turn off the off center, so you can actually let the dog, uh, you know, act out his dream. Um, but uh, we do, you know, when you're actually just measuring dream episodes and that sort of thing, you use exactly the same techniques you use on human beings. So you just, you know, you paste little electrodes uh, on the scalp and on either side of the eye and on some of the important muscle groups and that sort of thing. Do you think dogs dream about love? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, um we can ask the question, do dogs love? I mean, that's an easier one. Well, that's uh, we just got that from Blair. She just tweeted us, and she says, does my dog love me? Ah, well, you know, you can tell Blair that, in fact, the dog has all the apparatus associated with love. That is to say, uh, we know that, that, that when individuals are expressing love and that sort of thing, uh, we get a surge in a, in, a, in a biochemical called oxytocin. And uh, dogs get that, too. And dogs get that around individuals that they really care about. Yeah. Uh, and certainly, you know, I mean, you know, it, it depends on the kind of love which you're talking about. And, and if you're talking about sort of companionate love, where the, where the dog, you know, really feels comfortable and safe and warm and that sort of thing around you, the answer is yes. Um, and we get, we get all the physical and, and, and biochemical uh, uh, evidence of that. And, you know, beyond that sort of physical and biochemical, I mean, you know, if we had a, about, you know, 40 hours, I could sit over here and tell you, start to tell you stories that for an hour uh, of, of things which seem to be evidence of dogs loving people. Hmm. Can, Judy, can you please call him back? This connection's really bad. We're going to call you right back, okay? Okay. Oh. Uh, we are with Stanley Corinne. The book is called Do Dogs Dream? So many questions, so little time. All of us. In the studio right now with our arms up like we need to go to the bathroom, have questions for Stanley Corinne. We'll ask him as we get back here and reconnected. If you have questions, one 405 8405 That is toll-free from anywhere in this great nation. You can also send us your questions. Email them to your voice at animalradio.com. You can also Facebook us at Animal Radio. I encourage you to check out that anyway and like us for so many reasons. Or you can tweet us at Animal Radio. And don't forget, you can even ask your questions over the Animal Radio app. 
for iPhone and Android. If you got a smartphone, you got to get the Animal Radio app. And as soon as we come back, we'll find out a little more about what's in our dogs' heads right here on Animal Radio. Stick around, you lucky dog. You're listening to Animal Radio. That's uh, we we got one of those Sports Illustrated phones for getting a subscription. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you still have to wind it up. Still have to wind it up. So you're talking about consciousness. Does that mean that when dogs, our dog looks at herself in the mirror, she knows who she's looking at? Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, People always ask about that. Uh, you you got to understand that for human beings, um, you know, mirrors are very important because we're visual animals, and and vision is sort of you know the most important sense for us, and that's the way it is for most primates. So you know, if you if in fact you you uh, uh, put a mirror in a cage with a with a chimpanzee or an orangutan or something like that, uh, they'll learn very quickly that uh, that's themselves, and they'll make faces at themselves and that sort of thing in the mirror. And you know that they recognize it themselves because what you can do is you can put them to sleep, and then while they're asleep, uh, you put uh, you know a mark, let's say, on their cheek and another one on their forehead, let's say, in lipstick or something like that. Anyway, when the monkey awakens again and then you know looks into the mirror, well, they'll immediately start to explore that region on their own faces where the where the mark is. So so they're recognizing that that's themselves. Uh, but the case of dogs, well, you know, for dogs, the major sense uh, is, is, is smell. It's not vision. And one of the things which you can say about mirrors is they don't have any smell. So, you know, a new puppy or something like that, first time they're seeing something in a mirror, might in fact treat that as though it's another dog. Uh, but they'll instantly lose interest because it doesn't smell like a dog. Now, can dogs recognize themselves sort of in the doggy equivalent of a mirror? Well, the answer is yes. And there's a, there's a marvelous, uh, I think it's a heroic experiment, which was run by a wonderful guy by the name of Mark Beckoff, uh, who is an evolutionary biologist in, in Colorado. Uh, anyway, uh, Mark recognized that dogs' major sense is, is smell. So what he did was he, he would take his dog out for a sort of nice Colorado winter, and he would run ahead of the dog and gather yellow snow. Um, now, some of that yellow snow was from his own dog, and some of it was from other dogs. And then he'd monitor, you know, what happened. When, I mean, he'd run up a, a further along and deposit this yellow snow. That's why I said this is pretty heroic. <laughs> <laughs> and and he would monitor what his dog did when he hit those patches of yellow snow. And when it was his own yellow snow, he paid almost no attention to it. But when it's other dogs, he paid a lot of attention to it. So clearly he recognized what was his and what was other dogs. What about TV? There's all kinds of videos out there, people... Uh pitching these videos that oh well you can go away and during the day you put on this video for your dog and they won't have separation anxiety they'll be watching other dogs sniffing it's a, you know a, at their level video of where they might see at their eye level can they even see tv oh yeah 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 i mean uh, unfortunately i'm guilty of putting out a set of those, those videos which you're talking about <laughs> uh, uh but uh the point of the matter is that the old-fashioned TVs, the, the ones that w- where there was you know nice raster running across the headlines, um, I still have one. The problem with those has to do with with the way that the dog's eye is set up. Uh, dogs are much more sensitive to sort of uh, motion than we are. 
And what you're really getting in that case is, is you're painting the lines on, uh, you know, one line at a time. So there really is motion involved there. For us, the lines are being painted so quickly that we don't see the motion. We just see the, you know, the picture. Uh, but for a dog, it flickers. So it doesn't look very real. Uh, however, nowadays we're getting all this wonderful high definition, you know, TV and, and all that sort of stuff. And so we're getting more and more reports of, of, of dogs watching TV. Radio, and if you just joined us, we're with Stanley Corinne. The book is called Do Dogs Dream, and we're talking about TV right now. Do dogs see TV? And do they recognize other dogs on TV? There are a couple of things which you have to understand. First of all, um, uh, you know, it has to be a, a real dog or a real animal that they're watching. Uh, they don't pay any attention to cartoon dogs or that kind of thing. And the reason Good to is, know. Uh, they're missing out. <laughs> well, it's, it's because those cartoon things don't. Well, don't move like real dogs. And, you know, as I said, they're very sensitive to motion, so they pick up that difference really quickly. And the second thing is, of course, obviously, you know, it, it, same problem that we have with the mirror, you know, is it, is, is it doesn't have any smell, but still, you know, dogs will watch out of a window and they won't pick up any smell. So so they'll watch for, 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 for a while at, at that kind of thing. The the other thing is that the best images to catch the dog really have to be at the dog's eye level. So if you're going to film that that that, that DVD or that film for a dog, then you know you have to strap the camera right onto Lassie's head so that you get at her uh, head uh, level. And so, and then the third thing is that most of us watch TVs which are high up, and dogs don't look high up. They sure. look straight ahead. So, okay. so all of those things are, are, are things which go against your dog watching TV. But, but you know, if you if you place the TV down uh, low at the, the dog's level and it's a high def TV and it's got a pictures of farm animals or other dogs or that sort of thing, a lot of dogs will pay attention to it. I had a wonderful instance when I was um, I had a little Karen Terrier and um, he really was sort of the ultimate ratter and that sort of thing. Anyway, I was watching TV and he was up on the sofa with me, so you know the TV was at that was at its level. Uh, and uh, and there was some sort of adventure film on at that point. I don't know what the thing was, but but uh, there was this one episode where the heroes uh, and, and heroine, uh, you know, uh, go down this this tunnel or this, this this sewer or whatever else. And then you see some pictures of rats, and then you know, all of a sudden they start up all these rats, and these rats go running by and all that sort of thing, squeaking and squealing. Well, you know, the moment the rats began to appear, you know, he looked up over there because, you know, terriers are ratters. You know, that's what they do. This, this is my business, right? And when the rats started running forward over there with all the squeaking and squeaking, he leapt off of the sofa and started to savage the, the this, this wooden TV stand. He had this thing on. And then, of course, you know, these things only last a minute or whatever else, you know, the way the TV goes. Uh, and then it stopped, and he sort of looked up, and he went, <laughs> you know, okay, I've done my job over there. And then, of course, I had to... to hide the, the, the damage mark and refinish it before my wife kills the dog. Sure. Well, you, you also see the dogs go behind the TV, like they're, where did they go? That's yeah. right, that's right, because they have no concept of editing. You know, if it, if it moved, it sort of moved, it had to move someplace. <laughs> Listen, I'm having a lot of fun here. I have a couple of questions. we got a couple more questions that just came in via email about hearing and sight. The book is called Do Dogs Dream. It is the best book that's come across my desk in the last year. I'm serious about this. The author, Stanley Corinne. Judy's fielding calls right now. She just got a call 
Uh, I don't see the name of this person who just called, but I, I'm going to ask the question anyway. They think that their dog has ESP. They have great hearing. They know when they're coming home because they can hear the car miles away and that they have great vision. Can you can you comment on that? Well, I don't know if they've got ESP. I mean, um, you know, dogs do, in fact, uh, respond very often by hearing cars uh, coming, you know, much further away than, than we will tend to. Uh, my wife used to have a very old Ford, and whenever uh, she would come home, uh, you know, the dog would uh, immediately run and give this mommy bark or something like that. Anyway, the moment she got a new car, that behavior all disappeared. So, you know, there is that. And there is some, you know, I, I will tell you, there is some evidence which suggests that dogs actually uh, can anticipate earthquakes because uh, for certain types of earthquakes where the where the earthquake is, is not too deep underground, um, you know, the scraping sounds and, 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 and breaking rocks and that sort of thing. And those high-frequency sounds dogs do pick up, and some of them get very, very nervous. And in some places, like China, they actually use changes in responses of dogs as part of their earthquake warning system. Huh. Wow. That's cool. So their vision, what about their vision? Is it better than our ours? Oh, no, their, their vision's crappy. I mean, okay. <laughs> it, uh, if they drove cars, they'd have to have glasses. Um, <laughs> sort, of, sort of, you know, uh, the legal um, definition of impaired vision that is impaired enough to require glasses uh, is 20 over 40 uh, for human beings. And dogs really have 20 over 65. Oh. Um, so, uh, and, and they're, they're, they're really very badly farsighted. They... they Seeing things close is really is really difficult. Well, no, I have this red toy which I throw on the lawn, and uh, Ladybug will pass right by it. What's the deal there? Oh, that has to do with color vision. That oh, has okay. To do with, the, with the fact that uh, I mean, uh, you've, you've really hit a really interesting thing. Dogs see the world in shades of of yellow and blue, and it, it turns out that um, what we see as red, they see as sort of a brown, just sort of a very very dark yellow. If oh, you sort of think of it that way. And what we see as green, they see as yellow. So so in fact, for us, uh, you know, the, the you know the, the most popular colors currently for for dog toys are red and this sort of safety orange, that sort of thing that you see in traffic cones. <laughs> for the human, huh? That's right. But it's a human who's buying this stuff, yeah. right? You know. So when Lassie goes roaring past that toy, um, you know, it's not because she's she's stupid or or, or 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 being obstinate or something like that. It's just that it doesn't differ from the color of the grass, except in terms of its darkness. So if you threw that same toy, let's say on your on your driveway, which is either white or black or something like that, the dog would see it fine and probably chase it. All of this is very intriguing to me, I'll so tell you right now. So many questions. So many questions, time. so little time. If you find this intriguing, I encourage you to pick up the book, Do Dogs Dream? Do Dogs Dream? The author, Stanley Corinne, joining us once again. One of my favorite books. I have 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to Amazon, uh, over to uh, what's, what stores are open still? Borders is gone, Barnes & Noble, wherever. Your local bookstore, ask them to pick it up. Do Dogs Dream? Nearly everything you dog wants you to know. Stanley, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. Wow, jam-packed today. Out of time once again, I want to thank everybody who uh, was on the show, Devo and Gerald Casali, as well as uh, the guys from Wired Magazine, the guys and gals from Wired Magazine. Also, Stanley Corinne. What a really big shoe. Be sure to check out our website at AnimalRadio.com or our Facebook page at Animal Radio, or grab the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Contact us during the week, uh, your voice at AnimalRadio.com, and check out 
Dr. Debbie's new Kindle book. It's called uh, Yorkshire Terriers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And it's all about tips from me, the veterinarian, on how you can be a better pet owner, to recognize health problems, and to be more proactive. Have yourself a great week and a safe Labor Day weekend. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.